0: Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Eric likes to use the reading on paper because the version he uses is not online. And so, therefore, it has to be that way, and I'm glad because we're all wanting that version, we just can't find it. I want you to take your Bibles, and I want you to turn to that text, and just leave it Leave your Bibles there. We don't have a PowerPoint. You're going to have your own PowerPoint in your head as you consider the text in front of us tonight as we continue our theme on preparation. Now uh, we we heard this morning Phil talk to us about the fact that the Boy Scout motto is be prepared and yet that's not about just getting ready for a camping trip that's coming. That's about life. We all know the value, the necessity for preparation. I looked up something today. Let me ask you a question. What do you suppose Joey Chestnut does the days before July the 4th? Now, if you know who Joey Chestnut is, he is the guy who for the last 11 out of 12 July 4th hot dog eating contests has won. This year, he ate 74 hot dogs. Now, those are hot dogs in buns. 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Now, do you think that Joey lives all year long and then he just gets up July the 4th and says... I'm going to eat 74 hot dogs today. Well, no. In fact, he prepares. I even asked that question online to see if I could figure out how he does it. Here's what he said. For weeks, he gets one of those dog chew balls and puts it in his mouth and chews on it just like a dog does. And he does it fast and hard. I guess he is developing his muscles on the sides for the chomping process. He also has a mouth guard connected to a sack of rocks that he will lift with his mouth opening and closing. And then he walks around practicing gulping, that is, big swallowings. Joey prepares for the contest. Now, it would not be smart for us simply to say one morning, let's get up and run 26 miles today. I know it's not smart because... You probably remember the story. I did that. And it was not smart. You don't do things like that without preparation. Therefore, the idea of preparation and being prepared is a necessity. We must understand the value of it in the same way it is not possible for christians to wake up one day and say okay i think i'll go to heaven today that is to say that i am going to end up in heaven without preparing for that day makes no sense i would suggest to you that most christian people when asked the question who is a character in the New Testament that you would say was most prepared for the next life. I would imagine that on most people's lips would be the Apostle Paul. He was prepared. Not only do we see it, but he said it. Let's go to our text, 2 Timothy 4, verses 6 through 8, and notice how Paul and preparation go together. Paul said that he was prepared. Paul said, I am already being poured out as a drink offering and the time of my departure is at hand. Some of the other translations use such terminology as, I am ready to be offered. Likely, the translation, I am already being poured out, is the proper idea. In other words, Paul knew that he was at the end of his life The time of my departure is at hand. But he said, I am ready. He said, I am ready. In fact, I am so ready that it is already happening. I'm already being poured out as a drink offering. The idea of a drink offering before the Lord comes from the Jewish worship where they would pour a drink offering as a sacrifice to the Lord. If they're doing it at home, they would pour it maybe on a rock and, or they would take it to the temple and they would pour it out because they gave a, an offering of everything they had, a, a percentage of everything they had, and that would include a drink. And Paul said, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. It's already happening. I know that I am ready. I am prepared for what is now happening. Don't you want to be a prepared person? Have you ever gone into a test in school knowing that you were not prepared? Or you go into a test and know that you are. You can understand then what Paul is saying if you've experienced that latter one. Paul said, I am prepared for what inevitably is coming. So we might then ask the question, which is the question of the night. How did Paul know that he was prepared? And how can that translate to me? Likely, you want to be prepared. You want to be ready. You want to be able to say with Paul, I am ready. I am prepared. So what does that mean? How can I know? How can I know That I am prepared. Well, using what Paul said about himself, I think we can understand a few things about how we can know that we are prepared. Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I can know that I am prepared if I have fought the good fight. If I have been in the struggle, if I have competed, if I have been there working, striving, making it, I know that I am prepared. What does it mean that Paul said, I have fought the good fight? And how does that translate to us? Let me give you a couple of ideas. I can know that I am prepared having fought the good fight because I can say I have controlled only that which I can control. Part of being prepared is knowing that you have controlled what you have the ability to control. When we are nervous that we've not done all that we can control, then I can see why we would not be prepared. But if everything that I have the ability to control, the power to control, if I've done it, then can I not say that I am prepared for whatever is coming? In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning in verse number 14, Paul often in his ministry had to defend himself, meaning he was always being challenged that he really was not an apostle of Jesus Christ because he was appointed later after Jesus had already died and been resurrected. And after the church had already been established, then he became an apostle and people didn't want to accept it. And so he was constantly defending himself in this text That's what he was doing. He says, starting in verse 14, We're not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. For it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ. Not boasting of things beyond our measure. That is, in other men's labors. But having hope that as your faith is increased, we may be enlarged in our sphere preaching to those regions beyond you and not boasting in another man's sphere of accomplishment. What's Paul saying? Paul said, I'm doing what I can do. I'm not dependent upon somebody else's work. I'm going to control what I control. We go over here and we're going to work here. I am confident that you're going to do well. I know that you are in good shape, but he says, I can only control what I can control. And I'm going to go and preach to the gospel, the gospel of people beyond you. We need to have the mentality that says, I can control what I can control, and that's all I can control. And if I do that, then I can be prepared for whatever is coming. There's not a thing, really, that we control about the virus itself. But we control it in any way that we can. We do all that we can do. And then we can say, yes, I am prepared for whatever is going to come from it. To fight the good fight is to control what you can control. And let that be enough. But number two, if you do that, then you can say, nothing scares me. That's what it means to fight the good fight. Nothing scares me. I'm not afraid at all. Jesus said of himself in Matthew 24 and verse 44, you also be ready. That's the word for prepared. All of these verses we're using have this word prepared in them. He said, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. If you live every day afraid that today is the day the Lord will come, then you're not prepared. If I have a fear of where I am and what I'm doing, then I'm not prepared. So how can I know that I am prepared? I need to be in a place where nothing scares me. I'm not afraid of tonight. I'm not afraid of tomorrow. I'm not afraid that if I catch the virus and it destroys my life, I'm not afraid. Because I'm prepared, as Paul said. I've fought the good fight. Number two, Paul said, I have finished or completed the race. I have finished it. I've completed it. I've made it to the end. Paul, how did the race go? Well, I did all that I knew to do. If I do all that I know to do, then how would I not be prepared? That word is used in Matthew chapter 22 and verse 4 where a master prepared a great feast. And in verse 4, the Bible says, he said to his servants, go out and, tell, and bid them to come to the dinner, for my dinner is ready. The oxen and the fatted calf are killed. All things are ready. Come to the wedding. The word ready there, prepared. You see, the master said, I've done all that I can do there's nothing else that I know I need to do that I haven't done. If Paul says, I've finished the race, he's saying, I've done all I know to do. Have you done all that you know to do? If there's someone here listening, watching online, And you've not obeyed Jesus. You've not come into his kingdom. You've not been born again of the water and spirit in baptism. Have you done all that you know to do? You know it. You know that you should. I'm confident that you want to do what you know to do. So if you want to be prepared. Do everything that you know to do. Then number two, you can say, bring it on. The idea there is to say, when I have done all I know to do, I will confidently stand up and say, bring it on. I'm ready. Why? Because I've finished the race. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 5, this word prepared is used. Paul writing to the Corinthians during the time that he was collecting money for those who were going through a famine in Judea. And in collecting that money, he knew of churches in Corinth, that area, that had said, we want to give to this. And so Paul said, we sent the brethren ahead to Take what you promised, to collect what you promised, so that it would come as you would be ready as a matter of generosity and not compulsion. In other words, you were prepared. You said, I want to give, we want to give this money. We want to be involved in helping. And therefore, you've prepared. You got it ready. It's sitting there ready. And therefore, you can say, bring it on. Come get it. We're ready. Paul didn't want them to be in a situation where he would come by to get the money. And they would say, whoa, we forgot to collect it. And we spent it elsewhere. And we don't have anything those who are prepared enthusiastically say, what's next? Bring it on. I'm ready. Because I have fought the good fight. I've done all I know to do. Therefore, I'm ready. Bring it on. Third, Paul said, I have kept The faith. I have kept the faith. What does it mean to keep the faith? What does it mean to be prepared as one who has kept the faith? Let me give you two thoughts on that as well. To keep the faith means I know what I know. Peter said to those to whom he wrote in 1 Peter 3 and in verse 15, Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready, prepared to give a defense to anyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready to defend what you know the thing that scares people about teaching a class is not sure of what they don't know. Well, I always say to them, don't teach what you don't know. (laughs) Just teach what you do know. But what if they ask a question? Say, I don't know, but I will find an answer. Admittedly, when you know, you're not afraid, are you? I know what I know. If you are a prepared child of God, prepared for whatever is coming in your life, spiritually speaking, it will be because you know what you know and you're ready to defend it. When you can say that, you are prepared. But also as the foundation really of everything we have discussed, to be prepared to have kept the faith is to be able to say with Paul, not only as Peter said, I know what I know, but as Paul said, I know who knows me. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 12. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed to him until that day. To be prepared before the Lord... As one who has kept the faith is a combination of saying, I know what I know, but more importantly, I know the one who knows me. And the one who knows me, I can count on. I can trust. I can depend on. I am prepared. Because God knows me. And if my heart is good, if I've done all I know to do, if I've controlled all I can control, and I say, bring it on because nothing scares me, then I can say, I am prepared. Paul was prepared. His way of being prepared is my way and your way of being prepared. Finally, third, notice this. Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord our God shall give me, and not to me only, but to all those. Paul said, I am ready. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. God has something in store for me. The byproduct of preparation is confidence. Noah read scripture this morning. Did a good job. Did a great job. But he was up here yesterday. I think it was yesterday, wasn't it, Eric? Or Friday. He was up here practicing to get it right. Because that's what gave him confidence. You want to get confidence in life? Be prepared. We understand that concept in the middle of this virus. We're doing all that we think we need to do to prepare to meet life every day. It's working. None of us have gotten sick that I know of. But our preparation doesn't guarantee that we're going to be safe because, you know, it happens. But I can say this. It won't be because we weren't weren't prepared, leaving it to chance. I mean, the crazy things that I have heard about people having COVID-19 parties. Heard about these? Everybody puts money in a pot and then they do a lot of close contact games and partying and all this kind of stuff. And whichever one gets the virus first gets all the money in the pot. That's just tempting fate. That's not being prepared at all. I'm afraid that there are some people spiritually who tempt eternity that very way. They've thrown all their money into the pot of this world wagering that I'm going to be okay. God's going to take me home with him. But they've made no preparations for that event to happen. The question is, how can I know I'm prepared? Well, Paul tells us. He tells us this is how you do it. And it'll produce confidence that'll help you live every single day. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. And I've kept the faith. And if I will prepare that way, then I too can have his confidence. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord our God shall give, not to me only, but to all those who love his appearing. Tonight, if you're not prepared, if tonight or tomorrow scares you, if your life is out of control, if you're not sure of what you know, if you are hesitant to say, I'm ready, bring on whatever comes, then you probably have not done all you know you should do. Why don't you decide to be a child of God? Being baptized for the remission of sins. Or, as the Bible teaches, for those who are baptized believers, if they simply repent... And say, I have sinned. And and 1 John chapter 1, God forgives those sins. That's the advantage of being immersed into Christ. We can repent over and over and God continues to forgive. I don't have to be baptized again and again and again. Are you prepared? I think now you know how you can be. we can help you. Give us a call, send a text. We're always here to help. Helping people to be prepared for the Lord. May God bless our nation. May God bless us as a church and each one of us as we serve God together. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ.